Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. It is my hope that you are well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline, where our purpose is to speak life and to add value to your day. Additionally, one of the goals of this podcast is to tackle real-life issues with a practical approach while also discussing the spiritual implications. So let's talk. Perception is everything. How you see your life will determine how you live your life. If you see yourself as small, you will live small. If you see yourself as one who has a role in the grand scheme of things, you will live life in grand fashion. If you see yourself as a victim, you will always play the victim and cry, woe is me. But if you see yourself as a victor, you will refuse to quit even in the most impossible situations. So the question of the day is, how do you see you? A major part of your self-perception is connected to how you view the challenges in your life as well as your ability to recognize the sovereignty of God in your life, even in the face of challenge. As a boy, I learned four words that describe the character of God. I learned that God is omnipotent or all-powerful. I learned that God is omnipresent or always present. I learned that God is omniscient or all-knowing. And I learned that God is omnibenevolent or absolutely good. There is no other person or power in the universe that can be described as all-powerful, always present, all-knowing, or absolutely good. But there's more. God is not only omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, and omnibenevolent. He's holy. Now, as it relates to God, holy does not only mean that he is the God that embodies perfection. It means that God is in a class all by himself. One of the things that makes God so unique and makes him stand out is the fact that he is meticulous. He considers details that no one else ever would. In the 1800s, someone once said, God is in the details, and I would have to agree. There are moments in our life that are way too perfect to be orchestrated by anybody but God. Furthermore, there are situations in life that we escape or overcome that we can't even explain, and the only explanation that we can give is that it had to be God. Now, although some of these moments are often overwhelming, unbearable, and unfair, as we grow in our faith, we begin to see these moments differently. When this becomes our mentality, we begin to, uh, to view the events in our life as not happening to us, but rather happening for us. And this makes the difference between living life as a victor or living life as a victim. Now, this is not to say that you live in a state of denial or that you act as if you are unaffected by painful moments in life. However, this is to say that you make a conscious decision not to allow those moments to stop you. The moment that you make a decision to live beyond what happened to you, you empower yourself to become unstoppable. Even if you have been a victim, perhaps a victim of abuse or some type of other trauma, you refuse to let that one event or series of events to victimize you for the rest of your life and you make a conscious decision to live as a champion or a victor. If there was ever a character in the Bible that embodies this principle, it was Joseph. 
Now, I won't bore you with the details of his life because it's a long story, but when you have a moment, I would advise you to check it out in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. But here's a little bit about Joseph's story. Joseph had big dreams about his future, but his father rebuked him for those big dreams, and his father, or his brothers rather, hated him to the extent that they were willing to sabotage Joseph's dreams by any means necessary. They threw him into a pit, and then later a couple of his other brothers sold him into slavery. Eventually, Joseph ended up as a leader in the house of an Egyptian named Potiphar. But then Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of rape, and he was thrown into prison. Now, the interesting thing about Joseph's story was that no matter what Joseph found himself in, he always excelled. Even when he, when he was in prison, he excelled. This is an indication that Joseph would not allow his past or his pain to stop him from living. While he was in prison, he helped Pharaoh's butler, who was also in prison, and Pharaoh's cupbearer by interpreting their dreams, and he asked the butler that when he got out of prison, not to forget him. The scripture goes on to say that the butler did forget him for two years until there was a need for Joseph's gift. After two years of being forgotten, the Pharaoh had a dream that no one could interpret. Then the butler remembered Joseph's ability to interpret dream. After the butler shared his experience with the Pharaoh, Pharaoh called Joseph out of prison and Joseph interpreted the Pharaoh's dream. And the dream that Pharaoh had was a prediction about a famine. Not only did Joseph interpret the dream, but he provided a solution. As a result, Pharaoh made Joseph the head of Egypt. Now, I would suggest to you that one of the reasons why you cannot afford to live as a victim is because you are a solution to a problem in the world. Joseph could have played the victim. He could have cried, woe is me. But when his opportunity came, he was able to take advantage of that opportunity because he refused to live life as a victor. Even in prison, he governed himself like he was a victor. If Joseph had given up, he would have missed his moment. If Joseph had played the victim, he would have sabotaged the biggest opportunity in his life. The plan that Joseph gave Pharaoh saved Egypt as well as his father's family from starving to death and his big dreams became his reality. The father who scolded him and his brothers who tried to destroy him all were taken care of because of Joseph's big idea and Joseph's plan. For me though, that's not the best part of the story. The best part of the story is found in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. In Genesis chapter 50, Joseph's father had just died and Joseph's brothers were afraid that Joseph would retaliate or try to get even with them because of the pain that they caused him. But Joseph understood that God had used all those moments in his life to get him to his position in Egypt. And as a result, he made one of the most powerful statements in scripture that I've ever read. And his reply to them was, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. In layman's terms, Joseph told his brothers that they were merely pawns in the plan of God, and he was not a victim of circumstance, but a victor. Joseph did not waste his life away by sulking or wallowing in regret about the past. Joseph had developed an elevated perspective of his life. Joseph had become a big picture thinker. He saw how God used the events in his life to get him to this place in his life. And as a result, he developed the mentality of a champion. He saw the events in his life as situations that happened for him rather than happened to him. 
Joseph did not allow his past to control his life, but he made a decision to live forward and to live on purpose. When you are a victor, you don't waste your life and you don't waste your time living backwards or living retrospectively. You live forward. When you are a victor, you recognize the value of tragedy in your life. Your losses become lessons and your tragedies become trophies that represent your ability to thrive in the midst of the most challenging situations. You understand that everything that happened to you really worked for you and that it can be used for God's glory. It can be used for your good, your growth, and to build your story, and it can be used for the good of others. If you are imprisoned by what happened to you, it's time for you to have a paradigm shift. It's time for you to elevate your perspective. Now, let's be clear. It will take prayer and it may even take therapy, but it's doable. And it's worth it so that you can heal from the pain of yesterday so that you can live life as a victor and not a victim. So the question today once again is, how do you see you? Are you the victim or are you the victor? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and for this opportunity that you have gifted us with. You've given us life, you've given us health, and you have given us strength. The scripture says in Psalm 103 that you give us benefits daily. And so, Father, we want to say thank you. And Father, I pray now for that person that's listening today that is continually being victimized by the memories of their past. I pray, Father, that you would heal them. I pray that they would be freed from the trap of being held captive to yesterday and always playing the victim. I pray, God, that your peace would arrest them. I pray that you would give them strength and strategies for moving forward so that they can realize the life that you have created them and called them to live. We bless you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my friend, thank you for tuning in today to The Lifeline. I pray that we've added life and value to your day, and I hope that you have been challenged to live life with intentionality and to live life as a victor. God bless you, and have an incredible day on purpose. Thank you for tuning in to The Lifeline podcast, and it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless.